Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello guys and welcome to episode 11 of the Caged In podcast. For those of you who haven't listened before, this is a podcast where I, Petrus Patsilvus, am going to watch every film starring Nicolas Cage. So yeah, we started off with Valley Girl, we moved on all the way through the first 10 and now... Onto Vampire's Kiss, released in 1989. This is the same year as the fucking piece of dog shit I watched. Never on Tuesday. I kept calling it Never on a Tuesday, possibly because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, possibly, possibly because I I knew I knew before I even fucking watched it that it was going to be awful. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just going to get this out of the way at the beginning because. Those of you who have listened before kind of know this. Feel free to skip forward. I live by a couple of rules on this podcast, which are no distractions and no expectations. I'll give you a little breakdown of those. Um, So no distractions, no phones, no tablets, no laptops, no outside world, just me, my guest this week, who I'll introduce in a moment, and the film. Just eye to eye with Cage, just giving him, like, fucking checking him out, being like, see what you got, big boy. As I sound like fucking Gordon Ramsay there. Fuck! Um, and uh, <laughs> no expectations. So this has been more prevalent on previous episodes and will be more prevalent on upcoming episodes. It is, if I've never seen the film before, I'm not going to know fucking diddly shit about it. I'm just going to go in blind. I'm going to go in like... I'm going to go in like it's 1989 and I'm walking up to the cinema and I'm going, oh, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, let's give that a go. Let's, let's see what that's about. I've, like, didn't even have fucking internet back then. I couldn't look at IMDb scores or Rotten Tomatoes. If if I was lucky, I might have a strange mate who's like, oh, Vampire's Kiss, yeah, it's fucking a work of art check it out um so yeah i'll get at the end once opinions have been made then as i've done in the last few episodes i will then check out if my views are matching those of popular opinion so we will look at the imdb rotten tomatoes and possibly if he has watched it roger ebert because every time i have googled 
uh, scores for films, his scores have come up. So he seems like a reliable source. I know he's very trusted in the reviewing community. I am rambling on. So um, before we get into it, I'm going to introduce uh, my guest. Uh, we have Max Cleworth uh, of... I just call him Max because it's weird to call your friends by their surnames, obviously. Um, no, you're Petros Patsilovas. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I am Petros Patsilovas. Right, <laughs> um, yeah, um, introduce yourself, Max, or like just fucking say something. Like, hello, uh, hello, internet. My name's Max. I work in a call centre. Yeah, fucking how rad is that? We got, <laughs> we got, we got a common man. Uh, Max being modest, Max also the lead singer and guitarist of The New Tusk. If you haven't checked those guys out, you can check them out on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bandcamp, YouTube, check out their video for um, Coldstein. Uh, it's based on the film The Virgin Suicides and it's fucking great. Petros actually did a, uh, <laughs> you, you did a, you did your own version of the video as well, which I think is still online, which is pretty, I, I think that's the one I wanted to go with, but... Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I've got I've I've have a tendency of making unsolicited music videos for friends. You did like you did like our first three videos were just like (laughs) just 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 ones you made, but they they were they were like real good though. They're still you know they're still on the CV. Yeah, just stock. Yeah, they they were stock footage. Just I don't know. I after that first one, uh, like. Of, uh, of of one of our tunes, like I had people being there, like, oh man, you know, it fits really well. You're really like smart, and like, <laughs> no, I never wound up to actually made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, no worries. Um, yeah, I was real bored back then. Uh, I had a girlfriend who um, I didn't like, uh, so I made videos instead. I'm only joking. She was um, a lovely lady in her own right, and probably shouldn't be talking about that on a podcast on the internet. I'm a fucking idiot. Well. um <laughs> Enough of that. Um, so, I know a little about this film. I've actually seen it before, and Max is actually the one of the first people I ever watched this film with. Um, but it's been... Uh, Probably about four years. Four years since we watched it, so it's not fresh in our memories. Obviously, this film is out there in the zeitgeist for... There is a YouTube video you can always check out called Nicolas Cage Loses His Shit classic <laughs> where this film is heavily featurely uh, no featured <laughs> featured heavily <laughs> fuck featured heavily with um clips from it and yeah it's fucking great guys it's fucking nuts i'm i'm looking forward to this um yeah we've had a couple of beers we've got some snacks uh we're going to get fucking we're going to get into everything. We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of Nicolas Cage. We're going to get into the downright ridiculous nature of Nicolas Cage. So it only calls for one thing. We're going to um, we're going to roll the theme music. And then after that, guys, go put our feet up, turn our phones off, and get raging with Cage. Feels like I've been awake for days. Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage Could be shit or it could be fun Valley girl face off an army of one Deadful Cornell, Lord of War The Wicker Man trespassing so many more Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends The first tenor solo, then it's me and some friends No distractions, no expectations Over the weeks, hear my frustrations I guess the podcast is about to begin I'm your host Petra Plasilevis and I'm caged in right we're back um vampire's kiss has been watched uh 
What did you think of it, Max? Yeah, it was a bit of a, it was, it was a bit of a journey. I don't really know. Um, I, I, I don't really know exactly what happened on that journey, but it was definitely a journey of sorts. Yeah, it's a. I find it's a difficult one because I don't know what this film is trying to tell us. Uh, should probably get into what actually happens in this. So, um, uh, basically, so. What, what, it starts right. He's 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 in he's he's in therapy, um, and he's just saying about how like he met he got hit up with this girl. Then it goes to like which something which might have been a flashback. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. It's either a flashback or just another thing. Another part of his like like does he live this? It's really weird to me. Like I found it really weird. If you see this film and like his voice for one is fucking yeah god knows <laughs> Bill and got, Ted and Nicolas Cage <laughs> yeah 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 he's got some you find out later on in the film as well he he grew up in Philadelphia and lived in New York yet has this Californian kind of British sometimes kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has this fucking mental voice um but yeah how is he such a stud to the ladies he's fucking disgusting <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's like in, in in a lot of the earlier like uh, Nick Cage films as well. Like his eyebrows just like stand out so much, and as he gets older, it's just like, oh mate, they're they're, 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 they're yeah, you know, down a bit. Yeah, you notice in these earlier ones as well, his teeth are fucking crooked as shit. I mean, in this one, he had some pretty gnarly teeth. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you see, like him going out to clubs, um, he picks up a woman, um, kind of. Oh, that's it. Yeah, he takes a woman back to his place and a bat flies in. And he just loves it. He... Yeah. He loves it. Like in, in that bit, like, I didn't really know if the woman was like... I thought she was like real prang about it. I thought she was like crying and shit, but then she went outside and then she was just like laughing. I don't really, I don't really get it. <laughs> his laugh, for his one. Laugh. Of... No, all of his laughs. Uh, <laughs> all of the, the multiple ones were just absolutely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, then it's kind of, it goes back and forth. Like the, the therapy scenes kind of punctuate this film. It's like, I kind of had a theory at one point that maybe the whole film was him in therapy telling, telling this story almost, but I don't think that is the case. Uh, so there's a few fear, there's a few ideas and theories I kind of have about this film, but we'll get into that kind of after we've discussed the film. Uh, so yeah, after the second, he's he's like getting with this girl. This bat flies in, and then he's just like that. That like gets like called off whatever because there's a, a bat in the room. And then like he tells his therapist that he's like you know he's he's into it. You know he's into just the bat being there. And then um, yeah, well he says he says he got he got he got horny like he got horny because of the bat basically. <laughs> which, uh, new and very niche yeah and you um next see him like at work um he hates his fucking he hates his secretary alva alva i feel i I pity alva poor fucking alva you never you never find out why he has this hate and dislike for her he just picks on her so fucking much um definitely google or youtube any of the like standout scenes from this that there's loads of stuff involving Alva there's a famous line which is 
Alva, am I getting fru- Oh no, I, I fucked it up. <laughs> that I famous fucked line, up. Yeah? yeah, that real famous line that I fucked up. Uh, uh, um, YouTube it, guys. Obviously, I'm not going to do a fucking good job. So I'm going to drink a few beers. Um, then he meets. Uh, well, does he meet her? Yeah, this is this is one of the things where like both of us we've had a little chat about this. We had a, like, uh, yeah, we had a little break between watching it just to kind of gather our thoughts because we both fucking needed it as soon as the film finished we were like nope <laughs> what was that <laughs> um yeah he might have met this woman called rachel I, I think he actually met her like he must have like met her at some point because like she crops up at the end but she's not like in this sort of like form not in the capacity yeah yeah he pretty much they he takes her back to his and she Gets real, like, real rough with the sex, you know. Proper going for it. Some real, wow. Some real fucking some of that, you know. You know how it is, guys. Come on, you've had sex. Two thousand seventeen. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, something like that, and uh, she starts biting his neck, and you think, fucking, oh, it's getting a bit, it's getting a bit fruity. But then she's covered in blood. She's got fangs. And you're like, oh, oh, this is the vampire's kiss we've been talking about. Um, and then you see the morning after, which... Yeah, he, he comes in with a cup of tea. You know, he's obviously obviously had, a in, in his mind, a lovely night with this lady, or vampire. And then uh, brings her a cup of tea, but she's just not in the bed. And he hands a cup of tea to no one and uh, starts shaking, basically. So that's when you're there, like, what's his name? Is it Peter? You're there, like, is it Peter? Yeah, yeah, Peter Lowe. Peter Lowe. should probably say, yeah, his name's Peter Lowe. Um, he's fucking nuts. He thinks he's a vampire, uh, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh... He, he, this, with his work, this, like, uh, the, like, he works for this, like, literature company, which is pretty, which is pretty, like, ironic considering the, the writing standard of this film. But, you know, <laughs> But, um, and he's looking for this contract and then like straight away, this guy calls up and says like, oh no, it's all right. You know, there's no rush with this contract. And he's there like, oi Alva, you need to fucking sort it out. You need to get me this contract by the end of the day. He knows full well, like it's like going to be an absolute nightmare to find. Um, and yeah, he, um, he pretty much just like absolutely torments her. Yeah. And like a thing like we've, uh, kind of missed is he goes on a date with a girl at a gallery Oh, yeah. And he says to her, oh, I'm going for a piss. Aggressively, like, really, like... Very aggressively. Leaves leaves her there, just walks home. She she calls him up and you hear the voicemail. And, ah, oh, it's fucking great. Um, I'll drop in a clip right here <laughs> of it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just his response to it is fucking great. Um, she's pissed off. She's saying like, oh, "I never want to see you again." Oh, wait, sorry. You. When he goes for a piss, he like just bails out the side of the building. He just like does one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, "I don't want to fucking see you again. You fucking fuck." And his response is, "Yeah." Well, fuck you too, sister. <laughs> Such a sassy guy. He gets her back though with that sass. That sass must have some sort of like resonated <laughs> charm with some people because he seems to get a lot. Yeah. Um. Then we're back to the therapist's office, and he seems to have 
no recollection of saying that he got a boner because of the, uh, the bat. But did that therapy thing actually even happen? Was he ever in therapy? Was ever a bat? Yeah, this is this is one of the points. Like, there's a scene coming up that we'll get to that kind of really puts it all into question. I'm not sure if the filmmakers knew what they were fucking doing here. Well, even on like the first like when when, when you put the put the DVD in kind of thing like the. The, the like loading screens just like the most like budget picture of Nicolas Cage <laughs> looking like he's just like walks out of fabric or something at like seven in the morning yeah I think that might be down to um my scrimping on DVDs and <laughs> maybe there's a special edition of this that I couldn't track down but uh <laughs> yeah I'm not sure uh on that one but um yeah he seems to do I've written down on my notes he seems to do little to no fucking work he seems, yeah. he's like a literary agent. All he seems to do is sit at his desk, shout at Alva, have outbursts. There's a point in the film, there's a point like he chases Alva into a toilet stall, fucking menacingly. He jumps up on a desk, he's fucking ranting and raving. He's after this fucking contract like nobody's business but he knows it's no biggie though he knows it's no biggie he's just doing it to fuck with her because he's a legend <laughs> um and there's some yeah there's some real weird stuff there's like i'm not sure if you picked up on this max but like the two mimes outside of the apartment yeah they were, yeah that, that I, I just thought they were doing some like well like don't know like odd like break dancing or something at the start but then nah they just they were just they were there for like two innings or, or and or outings of him Going in the building, building kind of thing. Um, yeah, he kind of has this breakdown and calls. He tries to call his therapist. She doesn't answer, and then calls gallery girl. Yeah, and kind of apologises and says, "Oh, please take me back. Can I meet you tonight?" We see him go into his apartment. Here's a spooky noise. Gets pranked. No, yeah, no, he, no. He, he walks. He walks. He's in the apartment. He says, "Let's." Yeah, this is a bit we got confused on because he walks out of the apartment. And then he's back in the apartment. Then he's back in the apartment. We're not sure if this is that is... when he hears the door go. Like after that as well. Then he goes to the door and there's no one there. And then like he goes back in and then like the weird like vampire lady's there and she's there like, oh yeah, you know, you you let me in kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's playing into the whole like vampire lore of uh, you know you like you have to you have to let her uh, you have to you have to invite a vampire in. Like I don't even think this film's so much deeper than I can. <laughs> than I can yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool that it's playing with those things. Like you have to invite a vampire in, like and stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's down to the bad editing of him leaving the apartment, then being back in because he had arranged to meet um, gallery girl whose name is Jackie. Sorry, let's um, Jackie. Yeah, get, come on, guys. Got to give, <laughs> got to give ladies their real names, like then. They're human beings, not just not just dates. Okay, um, he agrees to meet her. So you think he's leaving? You think he's leaving to like go to the bar that they've arranged to meet at? But he's back in the apartment, sees Rachel or doesn't see Rachel with the. This is still up in the air, guys. Like <laughs> she might have been there. Yeah, we we only finished this film probably about ten minutes, fifteen minutes ago. However long it's yeah, 
that fairly, fairly, yeah, <laughs> very, very soon ago. It's uh, time doesn't matter. Um, but he thinks he sees her. Um, oh, he thinks he sees her. Uh, then he like she basically like stops him from like going out, like because he's yeah. so like he's there like, oh man, this is what I was. I was like. I don't know if this is too like overthinking it or anything, but it could be something like a metaphor for something like addiction or something like that. But then, like, I still don't know why, because like, he obviously can't leave the house and stuff, and he's just like, I'd rather do that and like get get out and like have, have like fun and that. But then, like, is that too deep? Because he's he does end up like running around like being scared of light and like thinking he's a vampire, and that doesn't really like strike me as like addiction sort of. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think. I think a lot of like pothead to like to sit in the dark or yeah. probably, you're probably thinking of worse drugs aren't you I mean, yeah 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 I'm maybe sure heroin addicts don't like going out in the day either <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know any heroin addicts I don't know. no one to speed down and be like hey what's uh <laughs> now 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 over to the heroin correspondent the man on the streets literally um yeah he um he's then back in the Oh no, that's it. Obviously, he didn't see Jackie. She leaves a note for him at his apartment that just says, Get out of my life. Which brings about one of the fucking most mental scenes in this film of him kind of just. I don't know how would you even. Well, I, I, I would say it was like the start of his demise, but like he's obviously like been. His, his, his sort of like stability's been in decline since the get go, but like. This is like the first time he's proper had like a major like freak out and just starts like just completely trashing. Is that when he starts just trashing his gas? Yeah, he just he just, like, he just fully like is not getting his deposit back. <laughs> yeah, he wrecks the place, obviously, um, and then like I don't. A lot of this just kind of happens and then bang onto the next scene. Not like, they don't really stew on it. Do you nah, know what nah, I mean? Nah, like, nah, nah. What? Pff. There's, there's so much to see why would you stew on anything <laughs> yeah we're back at, and, and he's kind of like his mood like I, I don't this film tonally is all over the place as well I wasn't sure whether to laugh I wasn't sure whether to be scared I wasn't sure whether to cry like I felt like I cried a few times not out of like it being sad more like pure confusion what the fuck is going <laughs> on yeah. um, he's back in the therapist's office which like brings out a standout moment yeah, this is yeah, this is the good definitely bit. a standout moment. Um, it's the misfile scene where he's talking about he can't find the contract. He's put Alva on it, and then the therapist kind of says maybe someone misfiled it, and he's there like, how can you misfile it? Like it's just like it's all in alphabetical order. Then he essentially just reels off the alphabet, doesn't he? Just in a well, <laughs> yeah, in a really aggressive tone, yeah, yeah. Again, that's something like if you've been on the internet, you've probably seen it. Yeah, if come on, guys, if you're listening to a podcast, you fucking <laughs> seen this clip, you morons. <laughs> um, it's the dance. It's the, well, I say dance moves. I don't think they're intentional. But when he's kind of doing the alphabet, he does some kind of weird um, version of the Macarena, where he's like kind of in like Peter Pan esque. Like hat. I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing it as like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 you can't. I can't help but like when I'm talking about it, kind of. I just like chickeny. It's like. I don't. It kind of reminds me of like, oh, it's, yeah, theatrical. It's fucking nuts. Like, 
please guys whatever you do like hit me up facebook twitter instagram caged in pod if you send this or like i don't know i might make a fucking boomerang of me doing like a fucking little dance he does or i'll definitely be sharing like clips from this film on social media because it's fucking great i'll be sharing the soundtrack if i can if anyone knows if the soundtrack is available <laughs> on physical format, I'm talking CD or vinyl. I'm talking cassette tape, guys. Floppy disk, yeah, anything. I, I fucking want it. you got a mini disc. I've, I've got a mini disc player at my mum's. Like, <laughs> I fucking want it. It's batshit crazy. Fucking pun intended. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, then he starts, like, wearing shades at work and he's just and then, fucking... then he all of a sudden he just starts like every every time i don't think he only he only ever smokes when he's in work but he does that a fair bit like he just like whacks out a ciggy and everyone's obviously there like oh cool man like ch- ch- yeah he kind of looks like that guy though like who i do yeah like people at school who like said they smoked and they well don't yeah like hanging off the side of the like hanging off the edge of the lip almost like, like looking over their glasses tying up type of thing so. n- never see them inhale just kind of resting on their <laughs> lip just letting the wind do the work burn it down <laughs> um yeah he starts um he starts being a fucking real dick to alva he says to her like you need to find this file like even if there was someone who had worked here less than like worked here less time than you? I I would still get you to do your bottom of the barrel. You're like it's basically like all words to like this effect. You are the sh- you are shit. You fucking suck, dude. Like you're gonna do the fucking the dog work. Yeah, and like throughout this, like we get scenes of him kind of in his demise into his apparent vampiric state, like. He sees a neon cross on the side of a church, fucking plummets to the floor. It's emotional, that bit. Yeah, he, like, returns home that evening as well. I think that's when he makes his sort of, like, makeshift coffin as well. Like, that, that that's when he's there, like, oh, man, like, where he, like, flips the couch on, it's, like, on, yeah. on, on, on top, and he just sleeps under the couch, because, obviously, that's the only way to, like... <laughs> prevent sunlight from getting into you when you're asleep <laughs> yeah. he's got some well solid like i'm sure he's got some solid blinds or curtains or something but where's the theatrics in that yeah i think i think, I think he's really shot himself in the foot as well because where he wrecked the apartment earlier he fucking ripped his blinds I so, I've, I've, <laughs> yeah so like you kind of see you kind of see moments they're kind of like taped together so there's like little bits peering through but like yeah with the sofa coffin like if you're trying to keep the sunlight out like Go under a blanket. I'm not sure if you know how a sofa works, mate, but like, just think about it, guys. You're turning the sofa upside down, so the bit you'd sit on is now facing the floor. the the bit where the bit where you actually sit on there is a gap. Even if you are under that sofa, yeah, you are at, you're exposed. You are exposed. Um, the, the, honestly, there's literally like plenty of ways to like avoid the sunlight if you really wanted to. I mean, like you're sleeping on like the floor anyway. Why not just get them cushions, put them in the bathroom, sleep in the bath? That would be so much better than like literally just being in the room that you fucked up the most. Like, I'm pretty sure his kitchen had no windows as well. You'd have access to like fridge and shit. You wouldn't have to worry about like anything. But... Yeah, he kind of um, he goes home. Yeah, he's kind of made this makeshift bed, but. Rachel's there again. Is she there? Is she not there? 
Real cliche. They watch Nosferatu. Like, yeah, classic, like, vampire. Granddaddy vampire, apparently. (laughs) He's like, he's OG. OG vamps. Shout outs to Nosferatu. (laughs) (laughs) Pouring one out for my dead homie. (laughs) My undead homie. Yeah, he, 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 like, um, it's really weird. He touches a mirror and, like, kind of, like, burns. It made I, me jump that little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Like, the noise he made, it was there, like, I, I don't really know what I was expecting, but it, I don't know, the hiss was kind of piercing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, um, he's like a, he's like a massive kid, like, playing vampire, because he makes his own sound effects. So, like, he'll touch the mirror and go, like, <laughs> like, as if it's burning him or something like that. And, um, yeah, he, like, when he wakes up in the morning, like, he has this, yeah, he touches the mirror, fucking burns him apparently. Um, has a look in the fridge, like, oh. what we got, what we got for, what we got for, what we got for brekkie, like, we've got some eggs in there, we've got some, we've got some bacon, we've got some sausages. Check the hob, mate, check the hob, what's in the hob? Check the hob. Is he looking for a frying pan? No. There's a fucking cockroach. He puts in a lot of effort to, like, get it as well, because, like, there's, like, plenty of opportunity for him to just sweep it on the floor and, like... See you later, or even like whack out of a newspaper or some shit like that. But now, nah, obviously, if you see a cockroach on your day, Hob, you're going to fucking whack it straight in your gob. Yeah, and now, uh, look, fun fact for you guys uh, Nicolas Cage actually on set ate the cockroach. Man, I think that's 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 dedication. <laughs> that's real. Would you be able to do that in 2017? Would like people kick off? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, um,. I don't know. I think cockroaches still got a bad rap. I reckon people yeah. people you won't miss a cockroach. Like, nah, not I don't know. I don't know. Although it's could... pretty. It's pretty controversial. Like um, the rapper Tyler the Creator ate a cockroach in a. I don't know. To me, it felt like yesterday. I think it was like 2011. Guys, yeah, that was that was ages ago. Getting old. Getting old. Might as well have came out at the same time as Vampires Kiss. Guys, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Shit. Um, then he's back to work, realises Alva's not there. Or pulled a sickie. Pulled a sickie. Fair Probably. enough, though, because like, he was like, oh, mate, you're not, you're not leaving until you find this like report. And like, she, it seems like she's just got like, the most like, dread job of all time, just looking through reports, like, for, looking for, like, through, through contracts for like, this guy. And she's got to find the specific one. The pile of like contracts on her desk is absolutely mental. So she's she's not going home anytime soon. I'd be fucking ill after that. I'd pull a sickie. I'd, I'd quit my job, man. I'd go, <laughs> go right down job centre. Fuck that. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I, sometimes it's hard for me to go to my job at the best of times, and I enjoy my job, guys. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, let alone if Nick Cage was my manager, especially in this role. No. Fucking no, <laughs> no, thank you, no, sir. Um, what does he do to be a good boss? He drives out to her apartment with, with soup. Dri- with soup. With soup. Um. Oh wait, wait. Sorry. Just before that, like her mum was there. Like Alva, like mate, you well need to go to work, and she's just like, honestly, like this guy is actually the worst. And the mum's like, nah, like my boss can be an arsehole sometimes. Like, it's fine. Like, everyone's like a dick. And she's, then she's there like, no, this guy's like seriously fucked up. And the mum's like, you've got to go to work. She doesn't go to work because obviously like, obviously Mr. Low is like... Uh, the lowest of the low. The lowest of the low. <laughs> so, so he um, so he just like comes around, knocks on her door. She's doing some ironing in her bra. 
Um, obviously pretty freaked out because like this guy's like, well, he does. It's not. It's not the fact that he's like just knocks on the door. He peers through the window. Yeah, at her ironing, like kind of has a good gawp and then kind of like shouts through the window. She's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I can't hear you through this window." Like, let me in. He's like, "I've come to call a truce," and I, we can like you can read him like a book. Yeah, he's like. A book, like a pamphlet, mate. Like bu- books. You can read like, him like the short stories he publishes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. I just want to like mention is <laughs> he's a publisher for short stories, uh, but seems to be bowling. Like he's out every night. He's whining and dining these ladies. And also going back to like what you said earlier, like he does absolutely nothing. So I've really got no. Actually, the one bit of work he did in this entire film was like take a call from someone and then relay the wrong information to the person who's got to deal with like the result <laughs> of that call. So like, not only is he like not doing much, but like the only thing he is doing is like he's doing it like catastrophically wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um. I don't know what the money is in short stories as well. Like, like it's I, I, I well, it was it was a different age as well. Yeah, unless he's doing like anthologies. Like, I don't know. Most short stories, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna hold my hands up. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not an authority on uh, short stories and how they're published. So let's not get into those treacherous waters. Uh, um. Yeah, so he gets her in the cab. He convinces her that I'm a nice guy. Like, I'm here for you. I've got you the soup. Let's just get back to work. Like, I've been a dick, basically. Like, As soon as she's in the cab, though, as soon as she's in the cab, the bombshell, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, stoked you're, like, coming back to work and stuff, you know, etc. As soon as they're in, so you're going to find that report, yeah? And then she's like... But like Nick Cage, you said that it didn't matter that like that 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 I couldn't find it. You said that you'd rather just have me there, and he's, he just changes his tune back. Which he changes his tune so fucking bad. Like he's off, he's off the fucking chain. Um, she has a ploy to get out of the cab. Like even if it's for a moment, she says her brother works at a gas station. She needs to drop him off some money. She goes in and she's asking for bullets for a gun she has, which um forgot to mention he uh she threatens him with when he chases her into the toilet like you would do. You definitely would do, man. That guy's <laughs> fucked, like. Um But this shows you how unhinged he is. Um like this film I dunno, like the C bomb has dropped a fair few times. Like I counted four times, like four, even for like, and I know it's an eighteen, but like that's an excessive amount of like. Yeah, like we're not prudes. Come on, guys. Like, uh, but but still, like they're just so out of context and just kind of like, as I said, like tonally, like if this was a comedy, it's a really bad comedy. Yeah. If this is a horror, it's a really bad horror. <laughs> like, it's just. Trapped between so many different tent posts. I like, think the bits which, like, anyone finds, like, remotely amusing, like, the writer, like, um, what's his name, like, Danny Minion or something, like, he was there, like, he must have been there, like, oh, man, this is really gonna, like, get people, like, thinking, this is, they're gonna be there, like, this guy's, like, this guy's got some screws loose, and, like, you know, I'm really, like, it's really deep, this is actually really quite scary, but, like, 
and then he just like comes out of like a really monotonal just cunt or something like that and you're there like okay, yeah well oh, he, right, okay Whoa. like Cage's like uh, Peter Lowe's reaction yeah to to her being in there so long is where is this cunt and it's just like what? Oh wait, no. Sorry, he's waiting outside in the taxi. The taxi yeah, driver's yeah, yeah. just like pointing at his like a picture of him and his wife, and he's there like, he's there like, you know, this is this is my wife. I've been married for fifteen years. You know, she's like what keeps me going, kind of thing. This is my baby, and then like then he has like a bit of a revelation, I think, and he's there like, yeah, man, you know, I I need to find like someone who I love, kind of thing. I thought then he was gonna like just pop a question to. To Alva, like, <laughs> actually, you know what? I've been an arsehole to this woman, but you know, I, I yeah, this I love her. <laughs> this film like keeps you second guessing and kind of like always has you on the back foot, which like is something to be like is to commend it by. Like, um, I don't know, it's not stagnant. Let's let's just say yeah. that. I, I think one of its downfalls is like they let Nick Cage kind of loose, and that's probably never a good idea. Yeah, just. You gotta rein people in sometimes. I've used the comparison before, like it's the Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like I know yeah. a lot of people enjoy those films. I think they're okay, but like his character is just so fucking off the wall, it's like Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it gets to a point it's not serving like dramatic or like it doesn't push the story along in any way or there's no character development it's just him kind of and that is that that is the same with this like his voice is all over the place his like fucking his body's all over the place like like, some of the moves he makes is like he's he's like a humanized pretzel man like he, he can talk some pretty dodgy positions for no reason yeah he's kind of like he's like David Byrne in Stop Making Sense, like the the live talking heads like thing. He's like he kind of reminds me of that, like the big suit bit in that. Like, for, uh, yeah, it's he's fucking nuts. Well, um, I, I read like I read like I don't know how true it is because I read it on the internet, but like um, that he was the only like uh, professional on set kind of thing. Like he was the only person who'd ever done a film before, and like. That that it, wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, no, but the thing, but the thing is though, like he's like, like I, I wouldn't say like any of the actors like blew me away because like yeah, yeah. otherwise more people probably would have heard of this film. But like um, Nicolas Cage definitely isn't the best actor in the film, and like I don't know, is he? No, like I. But like considering he's the only like professional. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it, no, it, well, like, his performance is, like, it's so overblown and just, like, it's it's, it's almost undefined, like, you can't define what he's about, like, it's... Well, I, I, I kind of thought, like, you know when you see, like, or, like, when you're a kid and, like, you have, like, a proper mental tantrum and you're just, like, going off on one so much <laughs> that, like, you know your throat's going to hurt and your mum's there, like, mate, your throat's going to hurt, like, later, like, shut the fuck up. And then, like, you're just going, like, so ham. And then you just realise, like, oh, man, like, I'm going so overboard for this. This is absolutely... Like, I think that's kind of like Nicolas Cage did that with this film, but, like, he never, like, clocked that his throat was going to hurt later. Yeah, he is that, he is that like, screaming toddler face down yeah, in the supermarket. Yeah. Like, he's going to get his way. Like, oh, yes, it's real weird. Well, 
enough of that tangent. Let's get back to like, <laughs> let's get fucking out. Let's get back to what happens in this fucking classic weird, wonderful ride. Um, that's it. It gets her back to the office. Um, kind of has a freak out because he's definitely fully now believes he's, he's a, a vampire. vampire. Yeah, he's like in the bathroom. F- touching the mirrors again like says where am i where am i like <laughs> it's i think the film lets you know that it's in his head because we can see him in the mirrors so like excellent camera work there <laughs> but i think i think that is the film letting you know yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. he's that it's it's him it's not he's not actually a vampire like he's just a fucking nutter um <laughs> And he kind of holds himself up in his office, says he's having a meeting, and lo and behold, who comes rising, cream of the crop, top of the pile, contract in hand, our main gal, Alva. Mate, she bosses it. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, a really weird thing as well, when he's in his office uh, around this time, um, he sees the cab driver... And her and his the, wife. I think that's when like Alva like uh, knocks on the door. He sees the cab driver and like the wife that you saw in the picture just in there, dra- wearing what they were wearing like in in the picture. Must be in like their wedding day or something. I'm sure, it was a happy affair. And then th- he's just like I can't remember what he says. He says something which which considering that's just happened and obviously that's like oh man this guy's like got some stuff he needs to like sort out. I thought they'd actually say something a bit more significant that I could could remember. Yeah, like, that's a, that's a thing, like, stuff like that had me thinking, like, is this, like, is this a real fucking blind stab at some kind of David Lynch-esque yeah. oddness, do you know what I mean? Like, Just throw, throw a load of, like, real, like, weird shit, get shit at the wall, and then, like, if something sticks and someone makes a theory out of it, then we've made a classic, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like that's what happens in this, a lot of shit was thrown at the wall. And a lot of shit stuck, not necessarily for the good, like the shit stuck, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, like this film, I believe, is not known for its fucking artistic credibility, but more for its wacky delivery from Nick Cage. Um, and memes. Memes. <sighs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. This is where memes mean something. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Alva's found it, and then things get real fucking dark because is this when? Yeah, he chases Alva through the. Um, yeah, he's like, "This is too late. This is too late," you know. And then he, he, he obviously she's pretty torn up because it, she spent her whole working week staying late trying to find this fucking contract, which didn't actually matter in the end. And then he chases her, really. Chases her, and um, she pulls a gun on her. I think I didn't mention that the. Oh yeah, the the gun that like the bullets she was handed for the gun were blanks. She fires them not at him, but kind of some warning shots to get rid of him. He's saying, "Shoot me, shoot me, or you're fired. Put me out of my misery. I'm a vampire." Gladly taking it, and um, he doesn't die because they're blanks. Yeah, like he when she falls to the floor, like. I'm not sure. I think he rapes her. Like, yeah, it's not really like ex- 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 like 
overly explicit kind of thing, but like, glad, like I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad oh, yeah, it's yeah, not. Don't worry, don't I, I, I was not there going, rubbing my hands together, going, <laughs> this is what I want to see on a fucking Wednesday night. Not at all, guys. Like, I know, I, I know, it might seem sick in the head that I'm watching all these fucking films, but I'm not a fucking monster. Come on. Um, like when she's on the floor as well, she turns into she turns into Rachel. Like again, he's fucking flipped his lid. He's yeah, not thinking straight. He, he puts the gun in his mouth. Obviously, he has no clue that they're I blanks. Think, I think possibly the the tra- like this is just coming to me now, so this could be complete shit. But the transformation into Rachel is almost it's almost like whenever he does something bad. She rewards him for it, and like that is like a cinema trick, like the filmmaker's trick to like mask the the like sh- uh, like instead of fucking going balls to the wall. Sorry, that's a horrible thing for for what I'm about to say, but like going full throttle, like with showing an explicit rape scene, like they mm. kind of do this, like show you that Rachel's there, like, that is almost his dark side. He's kind of created this this conduit to, like, someone... Yeah, that devil on your shoulder, she is, like, the personification of that. So, like, I don't know. Again, like, as I said, that's... I totally fucking just freestyled that. And if I've offended anyone, um, unsubscribe to the podcast (laughs) and... uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, then he fires. Fires. Yeah, he's he's unaware that there's like um, blanks in the gun. Um, so he puts it in his mouth, fires two shots. Absolutely nothing. Obviously, like in his in his head, he's there like shit, man. I need to be I need to be staked for this. Like I need to like if I really 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 want to like. Well, he think I think he believes then that he is. He is immortal. He yeah. definitely is a vampire. Well, I, I, because no, because isn't like the only way to like kill a vampire? Isn't that like, isn't it just through a little bit of a stake? Like traditionally, isn't it just a stake in the heart? Yeah, but I think like if he was human, yeah, shooting himself in the mouth, yeah, that probably would not, do probably do a bit of damage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously, him thinking they're real, they're real bullets in the gun. Yeah, yeah. He's just there, like, well, man, I'm fucking not a human anymore. Yeah, I don't. I'm, yeah, he's fucking lost his lit. So what does he do? What do you do when you've turned into a vampire? You go to a kind of off license for like for like uh, really like slapstick comedy goods. No, it's like it's like an occultist, like uh, an occultist twenty four seven like uh. you know, you know, <laughs> joke shop. Like I don't know, the guy was Smithies. yeah. The, the kind of picture the guy is like an old 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 Chinese guy wearing a um. Uh, I don't like a pentagram T-shirt with. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of showing him like he's kind of showing him the range. He's like, hey, fiberglass teeth. We've he's got like... fiberglass ones. Then nineteen ninety nine. Oh fucking Peter Lowe's thumbing through his wallet. He's pretty got about three dollars. He's like, what the fuck will this buy me? You buy some budget plastic ones. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, like the. Like the ones you used to like. Ones well, maybe maybe you don't make actually make that much money in like in in, 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 in like publishing literature. Then if this you're... this is this is the I, I think he's blown it on other things, isn't oh, he? Yeah, fair actually. Um, 
yeah, fair. Or maybe that is the moment you kind of like. That is the moment to show you, like, hey, look, publishing ain't so great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to the big smoke, Ma. Yeah, like <laughs> publishing books like Penguin, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> those are uh, those false teethy buys, though. They're like those ones that you would get that would destroy your destroy your own mouth, like fairly, yeah. Real rigid, sharp edges, like. Every time you open and close your mouth, like something's getting fucking poked. This yeah, be. yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not a dentist dream. No, he, um. So what do you do? What do you do when you've turned into a vampire? You've bought your budget teeth. Hit a disco. Hit the club! Come on, <laughs> come on! It's a Friday night. But you don't, you don't need to show your ID. You don't need to queue up. You push through the queue and just fucking lay out the bouncer. Of course you do. Of course you do. And there's no repercussions of for that. Of course not. Of course not. There's never going to be repercussions for fucking barging your way through. It's uh, it kind of does this almost aping like old vampire cinema, like you know how they kind of seem to glide in it, like when you're watching Nostra. He kind of like shoulders back or, yeah. and kind of, it's like he's gliding across, like he's moving through the club. Like, I don't know if you saw that guy, dangerous loner, like yeah. if you saw that guy in the club, you'd be like, hand over your drink, yeah. like, like clutching onto your mate's hand. Like, <laughs> look at that guy. I think it's time we hit, hit the road. Like, let's see what's I happening. I've seen him down Volks. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's see what's happening at fucking prison. Come on, let's get out of it. <laughs> this place is taking a turn for the worst. Um, and uh, yeah, it kind of goes to this really weird. Like I've never seen this in a. It looked like it should be like a in a chateau or something. Yeah, yeah. Like a VIP section, like definitely. I reckon. I reckon they fucking just blew their budget on like like, like this. I don't know. On this location, they were kind of like, "Fuck it, fuck it." We we'll just get like club club have VIP sections with v- no one in them apart from one girl doing yeah, coke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've been in. I haven't actually been in VIP sections. <laughs> I don't really go to clubs, but like, I know VIP sections are predominantly same as the actual club. Just normally like a bit of fucking velvet rope or something like that. Like, not this. Not this kind of, like... Massive, like, comfortable chamber to yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's like, you literally is, yeah. may as well just be, like, just go and, like, just go home. Like, you're just in a room on your own. Yeah, it's like a fucking, like, say of a Renaissance painting. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there should be someone feeding someone grapes. But instead, <laughs> there, is a, there is a lonely woman just doing, like... A tiny line of coke. It, it, um, might, it might be the narcotics she's just consumed, but the she she's really not phased that someone who looks like Nicolas Cage comes up, rocking them glass uh, glasses and um, teeth, <laughs> and like it's just proper like eyes eyes like wider than a motherfucker. But then again, on coke you're probably used to seeing someone with pretty wide eyes. Um, yeah, like uh, <laughs> I, I I guess. Um, <laughs> um, so she's like not phased by it at all she's just there like oh cool this guy she kind of thinks it's like a bit of a joke then like I think he um, I think he might have like tried to like like touch her like breast or something touch her inappropriately so she gets a bit like obviously like dude what who one who the fuck are you two what the fuck are you doing like push him off a little bit so he just uh, goes in for the kill and just fucking bites her neck really. yeah one yeah. thing I sorry real quick sorry yeah, one yeah, thing no, I didn't no, notice it was like I didn't see the teeth 
fall off. But like, he was like biting her and shit. Like, and he had the teeth on. And then I might have just missed this, but like, and then like when he like pulled his teeth, it pulled his like actual teeth away. The plastic teeth he just bought weren't there. And then he like pulls them up like from just like underneath kind of thing and slots them back in. It's like poor editing or just a mystery of the cinema. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, did he bite her with those teeth? Like, I don't reckon those 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 false teeth would appear skin. The false teeth wouldn't. But I reckon like if you're in in the sort of like. In the sort of state that Nicholas was in, um, you'd probably just fucking you would probably be able to bite through someone. Oh yeah, flesh. definitely, definitely. Yeah, like I've had I've had a tooth like I've had a teeth removed and um, a tooth. I've had a tooth removed, just a single solitary tooth. <laughs> um, that they 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 always tell you like afterwards, like watch out like about eating because you could easily chew through the side of your mouth. Like, I'm not sure if that's dentists trying to make, like, dentistry seem pretty cool and dangerous stuff <laughs> can happen. Yeah, badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dentist is Sylvester Stallone. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, um, I don't have a dentist. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I reckon, yeah, I reckon, given, given the rage in Cage, like, in this... <laughs> You could, he definitely could have fucking gnawed through that lady's neck. Um, that was something like I theorized about. Like, I was like, possibly did she just die of a cocaine overdose? And like, I don't know, I feel like the film maybe in a way is like an untrustworthy narrator. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what to believe, who to believe. Like, definitely ain't believing Peter nah. because he's. I probably believe I trust Alva. I believe her side of the story. Yeah, definitely. But um Oh pff. yeah, she's had nothing but fucking shit brief, luck. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? She's even trying to do some iron in watching her favourite shows like Her Nutty Boss. Fuck Up at the window. No thank you. So yeah. Um He like and that's the thing as well. He seems to leave uh, he seems to just mingle back through the club. Covered in blood, like no one bats an eyelid. No one bats an eyelid, like blood round his mouth. Like I know people have smooched girls, like with red lipstick on, and got a bit of like a bit of lippy around the mouth, but nothing like this. Come on, guys, this is like a good, good, like two inches. He's bitten someone's neck, like yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. That or he's like does not know how to drink a glass of wine. (laughs) He's fucking. But he's gone all over the place. Do you know the, what I mean? Like, the, this is when he sees like um, this is when yeah. he sees Rachel. Uh, so like the vampire like lady who he's been like just basically getting hickeys off the entire film, and then he um, but she's there like oh Peter like what and she's like oh you you like broke up with me you like ah like you you're a vampire like start screaming like you're a vampire you're a vampire he gets dragged out by security yeah and I wasn't sure like she kind of. I'm not sure if you noticed this. She kind of gives like a wry smile. Like yeah, little... yeah. I was a bit like, what the fuck is actually going on with that? Because like that, that I thought that like bit was meant to be sort of. It cemented that oh no, he's actually, he's he just got rejected or some shit, and he's taking it completely. Yeah, the wrong that's way. like like when that happened. Like when it kind of first happened, I think both of us kind of like discussed that thing of. We thought maybe the idea of the film was like this guy's desperately looking for love and just got burned big time by yeah. 
by a Rachel and has sent him like for some reason has sent him down this downward spiral in which he thinks he's becoming a vampire classic breakup technique though yeah exactly like I don't know some people listen to some sad music some people you know what I mean some people watch The Notebook or like um, Vincent Ben and Jerry's yeah exactly like uh, eating Ben and Jerry's like listening to Elliot Smith in the bath yeah, like, whatever you want to do, guys. Like, you want to go for a long walk in the rain? You do that. Um, Just don't think you're a vampire, because, like, you, I can't I can't guarantee, but you're probably not. Yeah, I, f- I think, I, f- I think like, uh, I think people, people, people don't believe in that. I don't know, maybe, may- maybe that's something, um, I might pose that question to uh, James Hunt from the sort of ghostly podcasts. Like, Does he do with vampires? I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, like, um. After 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 hit him up like what his what his boundaries are is his paranormal like yeah. investigations. How spooky is he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've got a, a, a semi tall, well, an average height tail. Uh, when I was like a kid, like my parents had this house in France, and um, my dad used to always tell me like this story about how like I was like asleep in there one day, like uh, one night, sorry, and they heard like all this like pattering and shit. I was gonna say sleeping in the day. What are you a vampire? <laughs> well, actually, there was a bat in the room, and my dad like used to tell me that it like came and like sat on me when I was asleep, and I was there like, oh man, dad, you're actually like my hero. Like you got that bat away. Turns out like when I asked my mum about it a few years later, she was like, nah, nah, there was just a bat in the room, and like your dad just wouldn't like wouldn't wouldn't get it out. He he made me do it, and I was like, oh, safe, dad. Cheers. You're, you're... You, you, you lied to me. Maybe, um, maybe there wasn't. A, maybe you were the bat in the room. Dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, maybe man, we we just been playing, just been playing cricket, and there was a bat in the room. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, when she gives the wry smile, though, it's kind of. Then it then it flips back the other way. Like I oh, see a fucking vampire. I don't I, like. I don't know. I don't. What I that right part could have been is like because she's with like some 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 guy who obviously like pushes Cage away when he like loses his shit. But like if she could just be there like fucking hell, man. I told guy. you it was a nutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah like, that's her new fella. Yeah, like, that's the one I've been telling you about or something. Oh, Peter Lowe. I fucking told you about him. He's a fucking lunatic. And then um. Then we get the next morning, we kind of, um... He's been out all night, by the way. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, he's a vampire. He, he slept under the sofa during the day, and then, like, waits till about 10 o'clock, then he's like, let's get... It's the town. Yeah, let's let's eat a pigeon, like... Oh, uh, yeah, fuck Yeah, well. definitely, yeah, we definitely glossed over that part, like that sickening, disgusting moment when a grown man... It's a pigeon. Yeah, it's it's how Nicholas Cage actually like like he did with the cockroach actually ate a pigeon. No, I don't because you don't you don't actually see a scene of him like actually ingesting the. I pigeon. wouldn't put it past him though. Like just uh, just he's dedicated. Well, I like I'm trying I'm trying to get like I'm trying to get in contact with people who can like I like I haven't actually mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, one of the things I like would be my goal for this is to actually try and like interview Nicholas Cage or like. For the final, like, for the final film, watch it with him. Ooh. That's not going to fucking happen. But like, <laughs> that would like, like, reach for the stars, guys, because you always land on the clouds. Okay, um, but yeah, if I, if that ever, if that, if I can ever, like, if someone said, 
one question for Nicolas Cage. Did you eat a pigeon? Did you eat a pigeon? Is that, <laughs> is, is that, that, that's what I'm going to be asking him now. Um, it's the way it's the way he collects the pigeon though as well. Like um, it kind of he like yeah yeah he, he probably just stashes it under his uh, under his under his under his blazer. Do you wear any blazer? Yeah, so, yeah, but it's that thing like um, I don't think if I saw someone pick up a pigeon in the street. If I saw someone walking down the street with a pigeon, like I'd be like, "Cool, man, you're walking around with the street with a pigeon." I would. I. I don't think they should feel the need to put it inside their coat. That's like, the thing. Yeah. Like, if, that, if that happened like nowadays, it would be there. Like I am putting this on the internet. Like that yeah, guy's yeah, well, just like, absolutely kidnapped a pigeon. The way he is in this film, like he's kind of parading himself through the streets, like saying, "I'm a vampire." Like um, he's got a like yeah, he's fucking just acting like. Like howling, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like that stuff doesn't seem out of place for me. Like I don't mm. know if it's cause, like because we live in Brighton or like, <laughs> but, like see nutters like that all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like see nutters worse than that all the time. Like just get yourself down the level, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone eat a pigeon at the level, though. Yeah, that's true. I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of fire poi, some, some like, heated up spoons, but never never pigeon consumption. Ah, <laughs> oh, that happens under the pier. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, and then, um, so he's eating, yeah, he's eating the pigeon, and then we get, we get the next, yeah, we get the next morning. Yeah. We see Alva and her brother, they're kind of formulating a plan of what to do. Like she shows her brother, she's got a black eye. Yeah. And a, she tells him like, what happened kind of thing. What happened. And you see them guys driving over, but then that's into cut with possibly. That's weird. This bit. Although no, it's real weird, but it's like, it's, the most straightforward bit of the film, to be honest, like, yeah, this is. I think, like, I don't like. Whilst watching it, I thought, which one of these? Because he had made an appointment. Once he bought the false teeth, <laughs> he makes a phone call to his therapist again. Like, I'm not sure if she exists. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think she might do. I, as you can tell, guys, by the way, we've kind of both been um in an R in stuff here. We don't have a fucking clue what happened, really, like what this film is about. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he he made a phone call to his therapist once he'd bought the false teeth, like kind of. Can't get earlier. Is like pretty much like the tone of it. He just wants an earlier appointment, and um, she agrees to do it on Sunday morning. And I'm guessing this is now Sunday morning. Yeah. And the therapy session, like, I'm not sure if it's the actual one he had booked in, but the therapy session he goes to... Oh, hang on, sorry, sorry. Just before he gets to this uh, this little scenario, <laughs> once he's just been kicked out of the club and shit, he sees a, um, like, a pallet board, and he, like, hoofs the pallet board a little bit, like, rips one of the pallets off. Yeah. And he's just carrying this big, this big, this big, like... Um, Kind of sharp block of wood about. Yeah, literally like a massive stake. Like, yeah. Like yeah. a big sharp bit of wood, guys. Um, And 
yeah, he's he's asking people like, just just I'm a vampire, please kill me. Like, do me a favor, do yourself a favor. I'm a menace to society. Um, and yeah, he has this therapy session that is him talking to a wall. Yeah, it looks like a bollard. He kind of like bumps into it, sort of thing. Then he um. Then it just switches between him looking like the most the most haggard human being of all time, just like mumbling these words, and then it's just like, bam! He's like looking real sharp in the in the uh, in the therapy session, speaking to his therapist, but still holding the two by four. Yeah, the piece of wood, um, which I guess is the filmmakers trying to like put the same things that they are they are linked because obviously. I don't know. Like, like at this point, they wanted to make things clear that the rest of it, they just, they just thought, "Fuck it, we'll just let that all be really confusing." <laughs> like, um, I think I don't know. Maybe they thought people would care up until this point, and that, like, hey, here's the big reveal. Like, yeah, sort of like the end of like Inception when it's there. Like, did the little thing like fall over at the end? Is he still in the dream? Then, yeah. But- People just weren't actually... Yeah, this isn't an M. Night Shyamalan film. Do you know what I mean? This this isn't Sixth Sense, guys. Um, It's no sense. Hey! Yeah, it's intercut intercut between him talking to a bollard, him talking to his therapist, kind of comes to the realisation that he he wants love, which kind of, I feel in a way, supports, like, the theory... Yeah. ...about, like... He's like uh, Rachel is like a lover that scorned him. Or yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, and the uh, the therapist says, "I've got the perfect woman for you. A woman called Sharon. She's actually coming in right now. She's always the one who's in after your sessions. She's always complaining about the same things of you. Why haven't I hooked you up before?" I thought maybe when she mentioned she said because she says it in a really roundabout way as well. She's like. Oh, like it's the woman, and then says Sharon, and then like kind of points to the side. I thought maybe the whole film he had been in therapy with like a Sharon, and it was going to turn out to be Rachel. Rachel, like, like I think you guys missed out on a trick there. Like, come <laughs> on, like, come on, Hollywood, Pat, Pat Silvers, get me on the blower. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and um, you see him leave the therapist's office with uh, Sharon, but then you see him on the street with Sharon and like how he made the cup of coffee for someone earlier. He's just talking to no one. He's just a bloody mess with a two-by-four in the street, talking to no one. But like when he starts this conversation with this woman who obviously just isn't there, she may exist, but she's definitely just not there now. <laughs> He's like, it's all going like, it's all good. They're all like, you know, they're getting along and stuff. Well, you think he is because you can only like hear him talking to her. Um, and then like, he freaks out obviously because like he has so many screws loose. And um, yeah, just starts like having a go at her and everything. Yeah, he gets back to his apartment and just flips out. Like, Yeah, real mm- hard. Massively. Like, I'm not sure whether I... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Actually, just real quick. At this point... Um, What's her name? Alva. Alva. Alva and her brother are just like waiting in the car, like kind of they're like 
point, point, like, and he's like, I'll oh, point him out to me, you know, point out to like this, this like fucking arsehole, and I'll like get him kind of thing. Um, so yeah, they're just like poised, waiting for him to like come home so they can just rush him. And they do. He gets into the apartment and he's having that argument with the woman who's not there. I think she, I think the invisible woman leaves the apartment. Yeah, I'm guessing so because he he retreats back under the sofa back coffin. into his coffin. Yeah, yeah. sofa coffin. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, Alva's brother hoofs it off of him. Yeah, gonna like you say, like you're ready to rumble. Come on, let's get to it. <laughs> like I'm paraphrasing there, but I think it's somewhere along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, at which point Peter holds the two by four to his chest over his heart. I don't think it's, it's it's over his like belly button. Yeah, it's not yeah, really, yeah. Like, it's kind of like uh, I don't know. I think it definitely moves. Like yeah. it definitely moves in shots as well. Like uh, I we won't question the editing. On the yeah, story, come on. Like, <laughs> he's had enough grief. Enough shit going on. Um, and then he gives him the deafening blow. Yeah, and that's it. But there's a weird. There's a weird. Um, like fades to black, and then we get um, Rachel saying like, "Sleep, sweet dream of me, my sweet prince, yeah. or sweet angel." It's just fucking, just gotta leave a little sting in the tail, ain't you guys? Like a little like I don't know, like what does that film talk? What did what did you like? Because like, was there any message in that? Was there any? I don't know. I don't know if he's like if it's the kind of thingy on eighties excess in a way. Like I kind of I don't know. Maybe maybe we're under, under misunderstanding this film, and it is kind of like sorry to sorry sorry if like this offends anyone, but like because I'm speaking about what a lot of people deem as a great film and a great book, but is this like a prototype? American Psycho, <laughs> like it is, it is the depth of a man like dealing with his own sanity and stuff yeah. like that. And this, these kind of acts are maybe not real and a kind of projection of yeah, like, like, his excess. And, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know, like. What did you, like, did you enjoy the film? That's the question I've got to ask you, Max. Um, I think I enjoyed, like, parts of the film. Like, I'm definitely, like, I feel like, especially, like, seeing it in this, like, format and, like, doing this, it's kind of, like, a real big tick next to the name. So, like, I proper, like, I don't have to watch that again kind of thing. Like, I I really enjoyed, like, bits of it, but, like, the bits that you can find on, like, the internet and shit. Yeah, like, I enjoyed, like, I feel the same. I enjoyed it for, like, a kitschy value yeah of like, just being there like oh my fucking god like people have too much money to like blow budgets on this yeah it's one of those films that's kind of like I tell you you kind of want to say to people yeah yeah I've I've, I've seen seen Vampire's Kiss you know oh I mean that's so mental yeah yeah, yeah 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 you watch it for the like not great acting you watch it for just the batshit like it's almost like an exercise in what can you what what can one man do what can like this is an early <laughs> sign of Nicolas Cage just being hired I believe for being him not yeah. necessarily to play a character like um 
obviously you haven't watched the max but like in a f- couple of earlier ones like um like Peggy Sue got married uh Raising Arizona Moonstruck again I believe those are films that he was hired because of who he was a lot of earlier ones not so much as him trying to fill a role yeah like, yeah okay and I feel like going forward like yeah I'm probably going to see a lot of stuff where um you're he's in flat out cage yeah yeah it's going to be films where he's being hired for just go we know this guy is fucking mental let's let, let's wind him up and let him loose. Um, right, so guys, you've heard what we fucking think about this. Uh, let's have a look at what the fucking, what the real, what professionals, I don't know how you call them professionals, but let's see what the internet is saying about this. We're going to look at IMDb, we're going to look at Rotten Tomatoes, and we're going to look at Roger Ebert. Let's get to it. So, guys, we've got no word from Roger Ebert on this, but instead we've got stepping up to the plate, we've got Amazon.com with their score. So, let's start off with IMDb. We've got 5.9 out of 10. With how we thought about that, how do you think How do you think that reflects how we thought about it? Like, we don't... I, I don't like to have scores, but, like, I don't know. I've, I think, like, 5.9, like... That's pretty like, that's pretty accurate because it wasn't, it wasn't like obviously like so dreadful that they're like, oh mate, turn this off kind of thing. There were yeah. aspects which were enjoyable kind of thing. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool as well. Like, I don't know. In this day and age, it's nice to have a little bit of validation and to have that validation that we are we are not alone. But then also, it could bring up some type of anxiety because we are nothing but sheep we think like the others we are not free thinkers <laughs> who 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 think out of out of out of the box um on to rotten tomatoes um this score pretty much the same just uh instead of points it's percentage and it's 59 percent. that is pretty much exactly, exactly the, the same, same. Yeah. so um Again, it's good to see that this has um, a kind of very... Across the yeah, board. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It hasn't split opinions in any way. Um, and 3.5 out of 5 on Amazon.com. See, that makes it a 70%. That, yeah, that does, doesn't it? It makes it 70%. Like yeah, seven out of ten. Yeah, um, that's like out of five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Three point five. Yeah, that, three. I think that's generous. Like bringing it, out, even though it's like near enough, like one point one over like what the others are saying. Yeah, like I don't know what. Like I know all of these are based on, um, like anyone can kind yeah, of do. Yeah, I yeah, kind sure. of feel like with Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, like people are a bit more invested in films. Whereas, yeah, sure. Amazon, any nutter can buy a DVD. Like <laughs> I manage, I managed to pick this up on DVD. Um, I might, I might, I might put like a, I don't know, like a two star, two star, just to kind of bring this film down a peg or two. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Bloody deserves it. Like if if we keep giving this film good scores, guys, filmmakers are going to punish us with this shit. With <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's fight back. You're better than that. Exactly. Yeah, we are. We are, guys. 
we're all better than that. Um, so, just want to create a massive thanks to Max for joining me on this. Oh, no, pleasure, man. Thanks um, for having me. And is there, like, anything you want to plug in any way, like, with the band or anything like that? Like, where can guys get at you? Oh, mate, no, uh, the internet, just, like, the new, <laughs> the new Tusk across the board. No one else has got a, a band name similar to that or that dreadful, so... Just fucking like go at it. Nice. Um, yeah. Amazing guys. Check out um get it on Spotify, I believe. Check out yeah. Sloom. Uh the last last EP by these guys. Bloody good. Bloody good. Um I'm a massive fan. I've got it on uh I've got it on vinyl, mate. Really nice orange vinyl. Uh can you still buy that? Is it still uh, I think the orange ones have like gone, but uh Missed but, out you know, guys. Classic black there, classic black. Classic black guys, nice vinyl with <laughs> the B side is previous EP yeah, Monster Trucks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, recorded that in Seb's bedroom. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, nice. no expenses. Amazing. Well, again, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. No worries, dude. Cheers. Um, and let's talk about what we got coming up, guys. So. As always, I kind of do these in like four film chunks just to not overload you with information. Um, next episode, I'll be talking about Time to Kill. Possibly, I won't have a guest for that one. Uh, I'm not going to have a guest on all of these just because from this point on, there is like 61 films still to watch. So, for uh, <laughs> <Poor> you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so just trying to get that many people or trying to schedule that no one's got 61 real mates do they exactly yeah yeah <laughs> and um i don't think i've got the mental capacity to arrange all of that um so yeah we've got time to kill then firebirds from 1990 and then the next film after that will be Wild at Heart, which I do actually have a guest for, which is a local comedian, Martin Huckster. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Hurley underscore Burley. Uh, real funny dude. I know he is um, performing at the Brighton Fringe. Uh, there'll be more info on that, actually, on the episode we record. I will get that recorded and out before his dates at the Brighton Fringe, so... Don't worry about that. And then we have the 1991 film Zandali. It's in the cover to this film. I know nothing about it. Um, Zandali? Zandali, yeah. Well, so what's, what's, the, what's the general gist from the... from from? It looks sexy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an erotic thriller. So um, I don't, it kind of looks like... Um, the front cover to Basic Instincts, almost. Oh, right, yeah, okay. so, um, I don't know, maybe we'll see a bit of a cage cock in that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> Fucking hope not. <laughs> um, and that's it, guys, so far for what's coming up. Um, in regards to stuff you can do to help the podcast, just rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Like, it means a lot, like... It's just I, I I say it every episode. It's just it just takes 
it takes not even five minutes to just go on there, hit five stars, or just say, hey, I thought this was really good. Like, Or one of the best things you can do is just tell a mate, like tell a friend about the podcast, say, check it out. Like, I don't know, if there's a film you enjoy, or like, I know a lot of people have know about this film, so if you know someone who's into it, get them onto it. Go, hey, you like Vampire's Kiss? Check out this podcast. Check out two idiots talking about it after a few beers, like loaded up on pretzels. Um, yeah, and again, social media at Caged in Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, post just a post when episodes are up. So it's one of the best ways to keep on top of whether, yeah, on when an episode is released. Like, because I don't really have a fixed in schedule because I don't want this to take too long I, as I said as I said really early on I feel like if I do it in a compressed amount of time the pressure will be higher and it may send me more insane whereas if I did an episode every week it would be I'd it'd be a bit too easy on me like if I'm watching two or three films a week it's kind of Fuck, like, I'm getting jittery. I don't know what's going on. Um, Yeah, so, and another way, obviously, you can keep on top of when episodes are out. Just subscribe on iTunes. Like, it's so easy to do. You can hit it on auto-download, and as soon as a new episode is on, bang, straight down onto your phone. You don't have to worry about it. All you've got to do is hit play and listen to this dickhead chat some shit. Um, So, guys, as always... I've been Petrus Patsilavus. I've been caged in. You've been rad. Until next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, a Town Limery, Maine, franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. 
Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.